0: Greetings Earthlings today I'm back with a review of an XLR modeling microphone that makes it like you have 30 microphones that microphone is the Townsend Labs sphere L22 if you are interested in this modeling microphone it will cost you around fifteen hundred dollars like always I'll throw some links down below and in the sake of full disclosure I do need to let you know that Townsend Labs sent me this microphone for the sake of doing this review And for this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Universal Audio X8 using input one and two because it does take two XLR ports for the front and the rear capsule. I am also using the Sphere L22 plugin in the Universal Audio ecosystem. My gain is set at around 32 dB. I won't do any kind of post processing to it, but I may boost it in post. So check the doobly-doo to see what I didly did. And I will also include the model that I am using in the lower third as well. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. I can't throw this thing, you're crazy. Stand in box. That made it all the way to the front door <laughs> that's amazing first everything comes in this really nice storage box you'll of course get the microphone you'll get a shock mount which does have a 5 8 to 3 inch microphone stand adapter and you'll also get a couple of extra elastic bands for the shock mount you'll also get a standard firm microphone mount with an additional 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter you'll get a 10 or 15 foot XLR cable one end is 5 pin this connects to the microphone and the output is a dual 3 pin XLR for the front and the rear capsule you'll get a dust cover for the microphone and an introduction letter Then as far as the build quality, I don't have any complaints about it. It feels very well put together. It has an all metal body as well as a pretty firm metal mesh grill. On the rear, you will find a pad switch for zero, negative 10 or negative 20 decibels. You'll find a cal switch, which is what you will use when you're calibrating your microphone levels. On the bottom of the microphone, you will find the five pin XLR output, meaning you will need to utilize that five pin dual 3-pin xlr output cable it also has some lights surrounding the microphones capsule which just look cool and it also lets you know when 48 volts phantom power is on and this microphone is assembled in china then as far as the specs this microphone has all of the polar patterns it has a frequency response which is not listed but reading through the manual i believe it is more than 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz it has a sensitivity of approximately negative 33 decibels a max spl of 140 db and a self noise of only 7 dba now i'm on the u67 emulation on the cardioid mode and i will just rotate around to 90 degrees so you can hear the off axis rejection and coloration we will continue around to 180 degrees here's what it sounds like from the rear continue around to the second 90 degree angle and then we will rotate and end at the front. I'm not gonna do this for every single microphone and every single polar pattern because then we would be here for a year and a half. Now let's see how well this microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone on the AKG C12 emulation to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing about three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it sounds. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I'm on the Elam 251 clone and I am on a hypercardioid polar pattern which does not exist on that microphone. I'm typing on a keyboard with Gateron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you elite gamers, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Now because this microphone has so many different emulations, so many different polar patterns, I don't think it's really helpful to just do a simple clap test in a dry room and then in a completely untreated room. So I figured I would sit out here, clap, and record for a little bit so I can Fiddle with the settings and post and show you what is being done on screen. So you can see what I, I feel like a psychopath while doing this, but you can see how it sounds with a few different microphone emulations and a few different polar pattern options to see how it would perform in a completely untreated room, hypercardioid, cardioid, all that stuff and give you an idea of how it would perform in this type of situation. One last clap. Now to see how well the provided shock mount works, I am going to go ahead and bump the desk to see how much of that noise it rejects. And I'll tap the boom arm. Right here, I would normally include a sample of every single microphone model that's available for this system. But in the sake of keeping this video relatively consumable, I'm going to go ahead and do that. But I will upload it to the Podcastage 2 channel, and I will link that in the episode notes or the description, as well as have a card if you want to check all of them out, because there are a bunch of them. Now I want to walk you through the plugin and show you what this microphone system can do. Now let's go ahead and walk through the Sphere L22 software this is the version that you can use in the universal audio ecosystem and then this is the exact same as the one you can use as a standalone plugin in your daw first you have this info button this will simply give you information on the microphone that you're modeling then you have the microphone selection pane right now i am on the 47 you can either scroll through with arrows 49 67 67 new old stock 87 or you can do a drop down menu and select from a bunch of large diaphragm condensers they have hybrids which include ribbons small diaphragms and dynamic microphones and then they have these custom settings which are the actual tone right out of the microphone this is how the l22 sounds without any microphone modeling then you have this new feature called isosphere this allows you to correct for the tone that's imparted on your recording based on the treatment that you're using so if you had the se electronics reflection filter x setup on this microphone you would engage this and this would correct for how that filter affects the tone They also have options for the Reflection Filter Pro, a generic U-shaped foam, Aston Halo, Chaotica Eyeball, Chaotica Eyeball with no pop filter, a generic foam ball, generic foam cylinder, an Isovox, which is one of those boxes that goes all the way around the microphone, or a standard vocal booth. Again, this is how it sounds without the isosphere engaged for the vocal booth, and now I have engaged the isosphere for the vocal booth, and here is how it sounds. You can hear how it affects the tone of the microphone. Next, we have the polar pattern selection dial. You can tell that we have a few polar patterns that are highlighted. This indicates what polar patterns were available on the original microphone that we're modeling, but we also have all the polar patterns in between. I think that is one of the coolest features about this, because if you have an actual 47, you're only gonna have cardioid and omni. But with this, you can do super cardioid or hyper cardioid. You can have a hyper cardioid U47, that's pretty rad. Then you have the filter section, and this is your high pass filter selection. It may not be on the original microphone you're modeling, but you can do 60, 100, 200 hertz high pass filters to clean up a little bit of the low end. Next, you have this axis dial, and what this does is it slightly alters the tone of the microphone to emulate what it would sound like at different positions around the microphone. So if you find it that it's a little bit too sibilant, you can just roll this up a little bit to tame a little bit of the high end. if you want to really get a feel for how it sounds behind the microphone, you can go ahead and flip it to 180 degrees. You can go 90 degrees doesn't sound very good but with this dial it allows you to make those adjustments in post-processing where you would have had to have been in the studio recording with somebody and rotate the microphone a couple of degrees to tame some of that high end now you're able to do it in post with this dial and lastly we have this proximity dial which allows you to control the proximity effect in post-processing again if you record it in a stereo track So you can go ahead and crank this up to get a little bit more of that low-end proximity effect. Or if you want to control it a little bit more, you can roll it back 100% or do anything in between. And here's how it sounds at zero. Then you have this really cool graph which shows you where the sound is coming from. As I move around the microphone, you can see that now I am coming in from the sides. Now I am back in the front I just think that's really cool to have that graphic representation of that. Then, beneath that, you have a reverse button in case you want to check the rear of the microphone. Here's what it sounds like when I click that button. This would allow you to hear the actual room that was recorded. Now we have switched it back. You have a phase inverse button in case you want to invert the phase and you have an output fader so you can increase or decrease the output from the mic emulator and the last thing on this page is a meter and right now you're able to read the input for the front and the rear capsule but if i switch to output now you're able to see what i'm outputting from the microphone once it's been processed now let's go ahead and change the plug from single to dual and here's where it gets really cool, in my opinion. When you hit dual, not only are you able to emulate one microphone, but you're able to mix two microphones together. So for my voiceover, I could be using a 47 and mix it with the U67. And here is how that would sound. This would be a, a $17,000 voiceover recording. And with this dual mode, you have all the same controls as you do on the single option. You have this off-axis correction, which kind of does a similar thing to the rotating the microphone as well as the isosphere. So you get very similar controls. You can get a little bit more granular here. I'm not going to go through all of it because Townsend Labs has a bunch of videos going through all of this stuff on their website. But you're able to emulate two microphones at the same time some of the presets in here we have some vo so let's go ahead and jump to those we could just go to vo commercials here is what that sounds like and the microphones that we are using are the u87 vintage and the mkh416 here's how that sounds very very commercial sounding very crisp we can also jump over to vo narrations which is a little bit softer in the top end we have a c12 emulation and a 49 emulation and i am quite fond of this one you can see the polar patterns we have we have the off axis correction selected the proximity effect is being adjusted slightly and there you go and as soon as i found out about this dual feature the first thing that i thought was this would be great for microphones and for this you're able to actually have a ribbon and a dynamic and now i have that selected and this is one of the most popular electric guitar miking situations an sm57 and a ribbon microphone a Coles 4038 in this situation you can do that with one microphone save yourself the space and it's always going to be perfectly in phase i just think that's so cool So there you go that is a basic rundown of the townsend lab software if you do want to know more about this you can go to their youtube page i'll link that in the description and you can learn a lot more about diving a lot deeper into this stuff now right here in my videos i normally include a sample of a bunch of other microphones so you're able to hear how a microphone's character compares against the competition that doesn't really fit or work for this microphone type so what I'm going to do is grab all of the microphones that I own that this microphone is emulating or cloning, and I will compare them side by side. So you can hear how well the emulations are and determine if that little bit extra that you're getting for buying the actual microphone is really worth it for you. We're going to start with the more affordable options and then move up to the more expensive or more luxurious microphones and the first one we're starting with is the Shure sm57 right now i have the l22 set to the dn57 emulation no filters just cardioid no proximity compensation any of that and the gain is set at 34 db and here i am on the sm57 at the same distance but my gain is set at 55 db on the universal audio x8 and there you go that is how they sound front to front at the same distance level matched as close as i can get them let's rotate them and see how they compare there and here is how the l22 sounds from 90 degrees and here is how the sm57 sounds from 90 degrees do they have the same tone from the side or are they any different do they have the same tone from the side or are they any different and here is how the l22 sounds like from 180 degrees and the sm57 from 180 degrees do they have the same tone from the rear of the microphone same pickup all of that or do they differ at all keep in mind it's also going to be picking up the reflections from my monitor there's nothing i can do about that and here we are with the l22 set to the dn7 emulation and i am comparing it against A modern SM7B, I understand it's not the exact model, but we'll see how close this gets from the DN7 to the SM7B. I've been switching back and forth between them. The SM7B has the gain set at 59 dB, while the L22 is still set at 34 dB. So there is quite a difference there, and let's go ahead and start rotating them here we are 90 degrees on the l22 emulating the sm7 and here we are on the sm7b emulating the sm7b (laughs) here's what it sounds like from 90 degrees similar or do they sound any different a different sound from the side or are they the same and here we are on the l22 from the rear with the sm7 emulation and here we are on the sm7b 180 degrees does it have the same sound does it have the same pickup is one louder is one quieter remember picking up reflections off of my monitor and the last of the dynamics that I have is the l22 set to the dn20 setting I am comparing that against the electro voice re20 the re20 has my gain set at 55 db on the x8 to level match them pretty closely. And here is how they sound when we switch between them. Do you hear a big difference between a condenser that is emulating a dynamic and an actual dynamic? Do you hear more room tone on the exact same polar pattern? What do you hear that's different between these two microphones that are kind of the same microphone given that they have such different acoustic principles One is a condenser, one is a dynamic, one is a condenser emulating dynamic, while the other is actually a dynamic. Let's rotate them, see how they sound. Here we are, 90 degrees of the L22 on the DN20 emulation. And here we are, 90 degrees on the Electrovoice RE20. Do they sound the same, or do they sound different? Let me know in the comments down below. And lastly, we have the L22, 180 degrees on the DN20 setting. And we have the RE20 at 180 degrees on the RE20 setting. No filters engaged on either microphone, but do they have the same tone, same character as well as the same pickup pattern or do they sound quite different at this angle? Now we have a little bit of an oddball. We have the L22 set to the 416 model and I am comparing that against the Sennheiser MKH 416 you may notice quite a difference here because one is a large diaphragm condenser that would be the l22 the other is a short shotgun microphone the mkh-416 so with a microphone like this you're absolutely not going to get the same type of performance as you would from the mkh-416 you don't have the same reach you don't have the interference tube you don't have any of that you have a dual diaphragm large diaphragm condenser microphone It's not going to give you that same character as a shotgun mic, but it will give you a similar tonality. So if you recorded a video with the 416 and you want to do some VO later, you could probably get a pretty close tone out of the Townsend. And for this, I don't think we need to do the side and rear angles, so I'm going to go to the next mic. But if you really need it, let me know in the comments and I'll record something and throw it on podcastage too now i have the l22 set to the u87 modern emulation i am on the cardioid mode and no filters no axis correction and no proximity correction set gain still at 34 db i am comparing it against a neumann u87 ai connected to the universal audio x8 gain at 30 db cardioid mode no filters and here is how this one sounds As a reminder of the price points, the L22 is $1,500, while the U87AI with a shock mount is $3,600. And if you want the microphone with no mount, $3,200. Just so you get a little bit of context there. Now, I am speaking into the L22 at 90 degrees on the U87 modern setting, so you can hear how this sounds. And here is how the original, actual Neumann U87AI sounds at 90 degrees. Do they sound the same or do they have a different tone you let me know in the comments down below and now we're at 180 degrees of the l22 on the u87 modern setting and here is what the actual u87 ai sounds like at 180 degrees do they have the same tonality or are they somewhat different maybe they just have the same character it's probably not going to be the exact same though and keep in mind it is likely also capturing a bit of the reflection of my voice off of the computer monitor in front of me. And lastly, I have the L22 set to the LD67 new old stock emulation with no filters, and I'm comparing that against a Neumann U67 reissue. The price differential, 7000 for the Neumann, 1500 for the L22. I have been switching back and forth between them. Both are on the cardioid mode and here is how they sound from the front let's start rotating them now i am speaking into the l22 at 90 degrees here is how it is sounding what kind of character does it have when we compare it against the neumann u67 reissue at 90 degrees as well does it have the same character same sound same everything or are there any differences in the tonality and maybe even the pickup at this this angle at this side we are back on the neumann now here's how this sounds let's go ahead and rotate them once more and we are now at 180 degrees on the l22 on the u67 Nas setting and here we are at 180 degrees on the u67 reissue and there you go differences do they sound the same or do they sound different i imagine that they will sound somewhat different probably quite different and there you go that's the comparison section of this video and review the l22 against all the microphones that it emulates that i own or at least the closest representation of them do you think it did a good job which one do you think it emulated the best and do you think buying the actual microphone is worth the additional price the additional storage space the additional overhead All of that, or do you think fifteen hundred bucks gets it close enough? Let me know in the comments down below. you've got this mic, it's like you've got a thousand mics, okay, that's a lie. It's really more like 20 or so or something around that general number. <laughs> I'm really good at rhyming lyrics and all that. You don't have a thousand, but you got a lot of really cool microphones in here that are prohibitively expensive. Nobody can afford, who's going to be able to afford a U47? You can't do it. That's why something like this is so cool. All right. I think that if you're somebody who's looking for a very compact one microphone mic locker, that's where this thing becomes very, very interesting. But first up in terms of pros obviously the first one is going to be having access to those prohibitively expensive microphones like the u47 u67 u87 c12 you got the elam 251 you got a bunch of them that are the cost of a car i also really enjoyed the fact that they don't lock down the emulations to the exact polar patterns that are available on the original because now with this, I'm able to have a hypercardioid SM7B or a hypercardioid U47, which is pretty crazy and really cool. I was also very impressed with the ein of 7 dba i absolutely love the fact that they included both the shock mount and the regular mount both with the 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter i know it's a small thing but it's those little things that really improve the experience and the build quality is great i have no concerns about this thing it feels incredibly well put together but then in terms of cons, if you aren't running this microphone through a universal audio interface, you will have to run the plug-in in your DAW and then monitor the playback through your DAW, so you will be introducing some latency there. So depending on the interface you're using and your computer, you could run into some issues with the delay on what you're monitoring. And also, if I am getting a little bit nitpicky, the cable that comes with it, given that it is somewhat special maybe is a little bit too short at 10 feet maybe a 15 maybe a 20 footer would have been better but you can always extend it with a couple of extra xlr cables and now what are my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone it would be a cop-out to say it works well on everything and the reason i'm saying that is it has a microphone that it emulates that is designed to work well on pretty much everything so on electric guitar, I have no issues with it. I love having the ability to have an SM57, also have a U67, also have a Cole's 4038 and an SM57 simultaneously. Having two microphone emulations simultaneously, simultaneously in perfect phase is amazing. And I love having that control and that versatility then on the acoustic guitar i absolutely loved the 451 emulation it sounded bright and airy and articulate the bottom was nice and controlled and now i want to buy (laughs) now i want to buy the actual 451 because it sounded so good on the acoustic next up for singing It sounded great. You got access to the U47, the U67, the U87, and multiple variations. You got access to the C12, the Elam 251. Pretty much every classic unattainable singing microphone is available as an emulation in this thing, so you're going to find something that works well for the character of the song, and you're going to find something that works well for your voice. And lastly, for spoken word, I absolutely love this thing. It's so cool having access to all these microphones that you wouldn't typically use for spoken word. Who in their right mind is going to use have an M49 for spoken word? Well, you get to use it, and that's super fun. You get a lot of versatility, and then you have the classics that everybody uses for spoken word. You got the 416, you got the U87Ai. You can mix and match them with the dual pane. It can do so much cool stuff and get the exact right tone for your spoken word. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Sphere L22? If you couldn't guess by all of my gushing, absolutely I would. If you're a musician who's looking for one microphone that seems to do everything pretty well, then this thing is pretty amazing. It's not going to get you exactly a U67, a U87, a C12 and M49. You shouldn't expect it to. It's 1500 bucks. Those are five digit microphones ten thousand bucks and more you shouldn't expect to be getting exactly it you are getting very close and getting the tone and the character of those microphones at a relatively affordable price and also if you're recording your voice whether it be for a podcast a youtube video or for professional voiceover work i think the versatility and the experimentation is really cool on this thing of course you could always go with the industry standards like the u87 the mkh 416 those are tried they're true everybody knows them everybody loves them they're reliable and your engineers or whoever is mixing knows what they're getting with this you could go ahead and use the 416 and the 87 emulations and get those tones that people are looking for But you're also getting the ability to experiment you can throw in some tube tone and start to mix that in or the really cool thing you could record the stereo track you could send that to your engineer or your mixer remotely they can download this plugin and then they can pick whatever microphone emulation they want and that they think Will work best in the mix so to summarize and reiterate some points are you going to be getting the exact same sound as you would be out of a seven thousand dollar u67 or a ten thousand dollar m49 no are you going to be getting close enough that many people wouldn't be able to tell the difference yes and you're getting it at a price that isn't going to force you to sell your home or sell a kid right i think that's gonna wrap up for today but i would love to hear from you in the comments down below do you think that the l22 got close to any of the microphones i compared it against do you think the difference was negligible or do you think it's worth spending the additional money and getting the actual microphone that it is emulating let me know down below with that being said if you found the video fun interesting or helpful Go ahead and give me a thumbs up if you hated it. Big old thumbs down. Want more videos? Subscribe. Logo down beneath me. And don't forget to hit that bell icon if you want to hang out in the Discord server, podcastage.com slash Discord. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. Until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you later.